That's no moon. The Mouse Droid from Coruscant Way and World Drive. You're listening to the intersection of Star Wars, Disney Entertainment, and Parks and Resort Fun. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my ghost host, Nancy. Hello. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times. We're catching up on the news and talking about how not to kill yourself on your next Disney vacation. Always an important topic. Indeed. Especially, uh, we've had a lot of practice on that lately. Yes, we have. Uh, We're just jumping right into the uh, Disney Star Wars stuff we've been up to. Um, But I should say first, uh, the Mouse Droid is brought to you by you, our Natashi Station Network Patreon subscribers. Head over to patreon.com slash Tashi Station. And at the $1 level, you get into our Patreon exclusive Slack team, which is a lot of fun and where we source a lot of ideas for this podcast and other podcasts podcast we have on our network yes and we have pictures of pets yes we have a dedicated slack channel that is just pictures of pets so for the mere price of one dollar a month you can get unfettered access to mara and maz and who would not want that and it's only one dollar a month all the mara and maz you could possibly want come on right it's great it's great All right. Hey, the Disney and Star Wars stuff we've been up to. uh, My folks were in town for two weeks. They were. And we spent a lot of time at the parks. Yes. A lot of time at the parks. I think this is the first time they've ever been out here, though. And the park we went to most was Animal Kingdom. (laughs) Yes. Because Flight of Passage. (sighs) Yeah, we're Pandora trash. We are. I bought a shirt. So I'm I'm officially Pandora trash now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Flight of Passage still great. Yes, we uh, went on Flight of Passage with your family. Uh, right one day, right as the park closed, the park was closing at nine, which was early, and we were home by uh, ten thirty. Yeah, we got in line like a little before nine i want to say eight forty-five, and we were out of the ride by nine thirty. it was the posted wait i think was 15 minutes which is the lowest i've ever seen it and then once nine o'clock hit, like we went through the line so fast and even when we finally hit a line which was we were inside the mining area if you've been in the queue um there's that like doorway sort of thing that goes into the rest of the old mining area and that was where we hit a line, and then we were walking pretty fast, and it was crazy. <laughs> I think line time was only like 30 minutes for us. Yeah. So uh, that's this that's is, the key. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do, is so wait until the park closes, and then get in line. You hop right in line then, because uh, fast pass tr- distribution ends. Yes. So you were through the line in like 30 to 40 minutes. Yes. Uh, so as long as you're good staying yeah, about, a, let's say, an hour or so after park close, 
it's a great way to actually get through the line without having to spend a quarter of your day in the line. Right. So, yeah, great strategy. I mean, it is worth a long line, but if you can do it without it, then you should. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and that ride queue is a fun ride queue, so it's uh, it is it, it's it's worth trying. Yes. Uh, we also spent a lot of time over at Epcot. We did. I don't know why. I, just because I think it's the easiest park to get out of the heat in. Eh, that's true. I guess. Uh, we're going to be talking more about that later, though. Yes. Um, but uh, one of the nice things when my folks come to town is we don't necessarily just do all Disney all the time. Uh, we took a beach day, went out to Daytona where your mom lives, uh, and that was that was fun. Um, and did a little bit of planning for our cruise that's coming up in December, a May fifteenth maritime cruise. May fifteenth. <laughs> December fifteenth. I don't know why I had May on the mind. Uh, December fifteenth. That's going to be fun. Yes. A whole lot of fun. Yes. Uh, and other than that, we really haven't been up to a whole lot of other stuff. Um, I mean, Disney's a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> it, it is a whole lot of stuff. Uh, I just don't, we didn't do anything overly special Yeah. Uh, while at the parks. No, not really. Uh, the, the sort of late July to mid-August is kind of this weird transitional phase every year for the parks where um, they haven't. They haven't started up food and wine yet. They haven't started up putting their uh, fall decorations yet. Yeah. So well, they have the booths up for food and wine. Yeah, the, the booths are up. <laughs> they're, not do- they're not doing anything yet, but the booths are up. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a weird milk toast kind of period for the park where yeah. nothing special's really happening. Yeah. Uh, which is. Why a good time um, to go? Yeah, it, it, good time to go, or which is why uh, if you're us and my parents aren't in town, we just avoid the park. Yeah, from yes. uh, for those uh, for that stretch there. Yes. Uh, hey, let's move on to some Star Wars news. Uh, the Resistance trailer, Star Wars Resistance, the late the newest animated show in the Star Wars uh, canon, uh, trailer dropped yesterday finally (laughs) which is really good because i'm on a panel at dragon con discussing the show and we did not have much to talk about you are on a panel about resistance uh so it's an interesting looking show it looks like they're using some cell shaded style animation i have no idea what that means (laughs) it's i don't know anything about animation it's another approach to computer generated animation okay I, I, I'm one of those people who literally has no idea how all that, all animation works. I just know it looks good or it doesn't look good. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it looks to be about dorky pilots and dorky pilot shenanigans. And I'm here for it. Yes. We'll talk about this more on the next TSR, obviously. But, yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to a show that's sort of lighthearted, uh, goofy with, you know, pilot shenanigans. And... A show that's more focused on the normals of the universe rather than the force sensitives of the universe. So, yes. yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes. 
Uh, Thrawn debuted at number one on the New York Times bestsellers list. It is very, very well deserved. And the reason we mention it on this show is because Thrawn uh, features a whole lot of a place called Batu, And you may know the name Batu because that is where Galaxy's Edge is set. Yes, uh, I have read Thrawn, I, or Thrawn Alliances. I loved Thrawn Alliances. And every time I was reading the scenes where they were on Batu, especially in like the Black Spire Outpost, I was trying to visualize it in my head so that when it opens, I can like see how close it meets it. Um, obviously, this is set many years in the past, so Zahn didn't really have to stick to any sort of city layout because, you know, things could have changed over the years. But um, he said, you know, he did, like, sort of look at the the blueprints of the or the models of what Galaxy's Edge is going to look like, and he's like, I hope I can leverage this into a trip <laughs> in the future. Come on, bring Tim out there. I know, right? That would be so much fun. I'll be his tour guide. <laughs> be great. Yeah. Uh, the upcoming Star Wars TV series, this is the John Favreau series, is rumored to be one of the most expensive television shows of all time. I mean, probably, yeah. I, that, I, <laughs> yeah. They're I, yeah, I, so I guess we can talk about the rumor of that is, it is, uh, supposed to be about, um, Mandalorians, Mandalorians. which, eh. It could be good, it could be bad. It depends on how they center, what they center the show on. Like, if it's the Mandalorians from, like, the Clone Wars, that would be really boring. Sorry, Clone Wars fans. Uh, I feel like the, what we saw in Rebels made me a lot more interested in the Mandalorians in general, and, like, all of the different houses. But on the other hand, that seems so niche for a show that's ostensibly aimed at the general audience. It is. I, one of the things I saw people talking about was that because there are all the different houses and clans, um, they they could focus on... Well, because it's supposed to be set after Return of the Jedi. So they could focus on, like, basically pushing the Empire off Mandalore and then, like the clans fighting with each other for control of Mandalore, which is very much like uh, a popular television show on HBO <laughs> that focuses on family things like uh, in different clans and houses, which would be Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the other detail to mention is that uh, this show will be debuting on Disney's streaming service. Uh, which we've got some more details we'll talk about a little later, but um, it's going to be the first thing that comes out since Solo was released, which, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're getting we're getting this before 9. Are we? It was, I, was that confirmed? Well, I guess so, because 9 is at the end of 2019. <laughs> and this is supposed to debut in 2019, so yeah, yeah we're, we're getting this before 9. Yeah. Um, so that'll be our first Star Wars uh, content uh, of the film or television variety. Yes. Oh, uh, excluding Resistance, obviously. Yes. Um, let's see. Moving on. Uh, Disney failed to get the rights for, 
to Star Wars 1 through 7 back from TBS and TNT, which means those will not be on the streaming service until those rights expire, which I believe is in 2022. Yeah, that's kind of frustrating for people who don't own the trilogy and will subscribe and will want to watch all the Star Wars movies and they can't. But I guess, you know, they're on TV, so... Yeah, yeah, so bummer there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so hey, Disney Entertainment News. Uh, the Disney and Fox merger was completed and with a final price tag of $71 billion. Uh, now, to be clear, this, is, um, this isn't all of Fox's acts, assets. It's, mo- it's their uh, entertainment acts or uh, assets and some of their regional sports network assets. Yes. Um, that is a lot of money. It is a lot of money. <laughs> um, wow. You have thoughts about this. I have thoughts that I'm not... I don't like the idea of Rupert Mur- Murdoch having a ton of stock, say, in what Disney does. And more than that, I don't like him having a bunch of money he can throw at his news arm. Yeah. Now, to be clear, Disney's not buying the news part of 20th century fox nope so disney's not going to own fox news so you don't need to worry about that no but fox news is going to have a whole lot more money now yes so that's the those are that's the upside and the downside Mm uh the the thing people have been talking about a lot is what will disney get to do now with uh with the fox properties and of course you know it makes people think about you know, the X-Men joining the Avengers or Disney doing a Fantastic Four movie and finally doing it right. Uh, I, you know, I I like the X-Men. I'm not like the biggest fan of them, but like just thinking about all of the legal things that are going to have to go on with like making the movies and merging the movies is it just gives me a headache <laughs> yeah so um of all of the big acquisitions that bob eager has overseen this one is far and away the biggest yeah it's it's gonna be interesting to see how they keep doing all these different film franchises and- i mean i have to think uh, deadpool is dead now I don't think so. I mean, it makes it makes a lot of money still. True. Um, I it's just weird that we now live in a world where Disney owns The Simpsons. Yeah, that is really well, weird. So let's talk about this, since this is our focus on the show. Parks. Do you know how hard it how how complicated it is to explain? why certain marvel things are in disney parks in florida but not other things now we're gonna have to explain all of the other fox properties that are at universal like like the simpsons uh trying to think of what else what else is there um I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure what else. What else would would be? Simpsons is the biggest. But Simpsons one, is the biggest one, which is crazy. Like, I mean, Universal's like, are you kidding? Yeah, and then you have to. I'm not sure how this will affect it because if Disney owns the Fox properties now, I would imagine the theme park 
contracts are still in place and still valid. So this doesn't necessarily mean, oh, we can have um, Wolverine in Disney parks now, or we can have Cap, you know, Captain America in Disney parks yeah, in Florida. Yeah, because Universal is a completely separate entity. Yeah. Than Fox. Yeah. And they, the, the agreement that Disney has is for the, the theme parks specifically, mm-hmm. not the movies. Which, so. which all this means is all of that, all of the crazy legalities of the theme park arrangements out here in Florida just got weirder. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't uh, solve anything. It just made it all more complicated. Mm, yeah, no, it's it's a lot more complicated. <laughs> and I, yeah, it's, 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 I don't want to think about it because it makes me have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so that's uh we have thoughts on it like it it, it's fun to think about uh what they can do with the marvel stuff but there's all sorts of business and socio-political ramifications that i'm less good on or feel less good about yeah Oh, well. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, D23 2019 information is out there in the wild. Ticket will Tickets for uh, the big D23 Expo will go on sale Thursday, uh, Thursday August 23rd. And um, pricing was also revealed. Uh, D23, if you're not aware, is the sort of... It's akin to Star Wars Celebration in that it doesn't happen every year, but it is a big... I think it's every other year. Every other year, I believe, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But it is a big uh, Disney-focused convention. Uh, It takes place out in Anaheim, California. Yeah. And it's $177 for a three-day ticket. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we... D23, as... Even if you're not going to D23, it's a con to keep an eye on because a lot of news tends to come out of it. Yeah. Uh, especially a lot of parks-specific news. Uh, the uh, D23, was it D23 where Galaxy's Edge was announced? Um, yes. Was it was it D23. Was. Yes. Um, and they last uh, D23, they announced a bunch of stuff uh, for Epcot. Yes. Um, and that was, and they also had the... Uh, Star Wars stuff. They had a behind the scenes reel at the 2017 and 2015 one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, so star both Star Wars and Parks fans, uh, you'll want to uh, keep an eye out for D23. When is it taking place? I think uh, it's August, August next year. Yeah, August 2019. Um, we're obviously not going, but we'll be keeping close tabs on it. Yes. Okay, and uh, the first photo of uh, the live-action Mulan and the first set photo was revealed. Did you see that? Uh, yes, I did. That was awesome. Yes, that was uh, a photo cool. of uh, a photo of Mulan uh, holding a sword and looking very cool. Uh, that is one I am looking forward to. I'm I'm nervous about it because it's one of my favorite animated films, and I'm the. The track record on these live action adaptations have been hit and miss. Yeah. Uh, so I'm worried about it, but looking forward to it. Uh, speaking of live action stuff, uh, this is this is a long headline. Uh, <laughs> 
Tessa Thompson to voice Lady in the live action Lady in the Tramp. Yeah. Have we talked about this trend of the live action movies? A little bit. I just don't know what to make of them. I don't either. I I don't like I I don't want to say I don't like them because I haven't really seen them. But it's just like I just feel like it's I don't know. I don't want to be that person because I hate when people are like, "Ugh, reboots, think of something new and different." And like that's how I feel about these. I'm like, "Why are we remaking movies that are that were good like and i could see if they were taking like old animated movies and just updating them and making them better <laughs> like and taking out all of the weird racism <laughs> yeah but they're doing it with films like beauty and the beast which is fairly modern yeah beauty in the process inserting a I saw this great video by Lindsay Ellis who reviewed the live action beauty and the beast uh-huh. and a big problem with these reboots is that they appear to be so hyper aware mm. that they're Disney things now and major Disney things that it, they insert this all sorts of weird meta commentary uh. where they are super aware of criticisms uh. of pa- of uh, their yeah. original animated versions uh. to a point where it's really distracting because what have they done so far they've done cinderella and mm-hmm. they've done beauty and the beast mm-hmm. they've done anything oh the jungle book yeah um but like I, and i've also heard that they are very they stay very close to the original movies and for me like that just seems that just seems pointless like i love retellings i love i, I need to read more of them but like i read this retelling of beauty and the beast like a, a lot several years ago and it was so different, but, you know, the whole, like, woman falling in love with a beast mm-hmm. is, was, like, except he wasn't a beast, he was a demon, you know? <laughs> so it was, like, all with magic and stuff, but, like, I love retellings, and I'm just like, okay, fine, you're making a Lion King, that's great. Put it in space. <laughs> yeah, I, I... Or make it historical. <laughs> I wish that if they were going to go this live action route with these films, that they would really lean hard into being transformative yeah. with them rather than just straight up retellings. I feel like... I mean, I am not a Tim Burton fan, but I feel like Dumbo might be more in that vein of what I think they should be doing with these movies. But also Dumble will be a good test because of the kind of racist elements of Dumbo. (laughs) So, I mean, that might be a good thing of what they can do with a, with a remake or a retelling or whatever. But like, I just, I mean, it just for me, I'm just like, why don't you just go whole hog into retelling and make it something completely different like i'm thinking of like completely not disney but something like 10 things i hate about you which is a retelling of um taming of the shrew but it's completely different because it's modernized you know that's the sort of thing i would love for them to do and like to put to put like disney behind it like all of their disney money you know what i mean yep uh, oh, by the way, uh, opposite Tessa Thompson in Lady and the Tramp is Justin Thoreau. Oh, the Master Code Breaker. Uh-huh. Or not in the Master Yeah, he was the he Master was, Code yeah. Breaker. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, we've got a 
complicated relationship with those live action yeah. adaptations. I mean, uh, they make a ton of money, so I can see why they keep doing them. Yep. Uh, hey, we've got some new details on the aforementioned streaming service. Uh, in an earnings call a couple of weeks ago, uh, Bob, I- Bob Eager said, uh, stated that uh, Disney's new service will debut in late 2019 and it will rival Netflix, uh, though he took pains to say it will cost significantly less than Netflix. So what do we pay for Netflix? Ten bucks? Uh, I think it's like 15 or is it, is it 15 or now? something, yeah. So if they can get it into the 5 to $9 range, that's a no-brainer yeah. sign-up for a lot of people. Yeah, agreed. Um, Disney is producing nine different movies for the streaming service with budgets from 20 to $60 million. Uh, Titles include remakes of Lady and the Tramp, Sword in the Stone, and Three Men and a Baby? Three Men and a Baby? What? They're remaking Three Men and a Baby? Why? <laughs> Who wanted that? Uh, Ted Danson? I guess. Uh, was ori- he in that movie? I think he was, yeah. Who was in it? Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. He was Selleck. ill, right? Yeah. Ted Danson and Steve, Steve Gutenberg? I think so. Okay, I think that's it. Oh, that's weird. Why? If they remake Thing in a Baby, they better uh, not be all white dudes. Right. <laughs> uh, original content includes uh, Togo, Noel, Magic Camp, and Timmy Failure. Uh, book adaptations of The Paper Magician, Stargirl, and Don Quixote. Okay. Sure. Okay. Uh, and again, this is going to include the much-anticipated Star Wars live-action series. Yeah. Um... Wait, they're also doing a Lady and the Tramp spinoff TV show? What? I mean, I love dogs, but, like... Okay. Also a Monsters Incorporated spinoff and a High School Musical spinoff. Okay. All right. Sure. If that's what, uh... That's what people apparently want, Nancy. Uh, I'll just stick to Star Wars. Yeah, last little bit of entertainment news. Uh, Disney's quarter three earnings uh, came out, and they whiffed on their revenue gains. Really? Yep. That always surprises me. Yeah, uh, so uh, revenue was uh, $15.23 billion um, in uh, quarter three of this year, as opposed to fourteen point two four billion in twenty seventeen Q three, exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Parks and Resorts uh, did did seem to do well. They had a six percent boost uh, year to year, um, but yeah, they uh, they did not hit uh, their revenue go- their revenue goals, and part of that may be solo. Mm. Oops. Okay. <laughs> Oops. All right, Disney Parks and Resorts news. Um, Disney, uh, Walt Disney World Resort announced something pretty interesting. A VIP pass holder night. Um, yes. In which uh, parks close early, except for pass holders who can book, uh, book from one of several nights and options they have. Yes. Um, we booked, we booked with... We booked an evening at Epcot. Yes. Uh, because food and wine's going on. And heck yeah, we'll do yes. food and wine uh, when it's a whole lot quieter. Yes. Um, but uh, they also had uh, events for other parks as well, right? Yes. Uh, they had one at Magic Kingdom already. Oh, they've already started. Yes. Okay. 
Yes. Uh, and I think the next two are both at Magic Kingdom. Okay. So we'll see if it um, if it does well. They might do more of them. Mm. I would like more. I would like some at... Uh, I know they did a special thing at Toy Story Land, but we, I never got the email saying to sign up, so... Ah, uh, bummer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I am very much looking forward to that. Um, yes. I've always wondered why they hadn't... Why they didn't do this before. Um... And it, it definitely is a. It definitely shows the difference between being a pass holder at Disney World as opposed to being a pass holder at Disneyland, uh, where Disneyland you're probably getting blocked out for a lot and probably pay a lot more. But yeah. There's just over here at Walt Disney World. Um, there's just so much more space. Yes. And there's so there seems to be just a more concerted effort to get more people to sign up for annual passes yeah. out here mm. as opposed to Disneyland where they don't have to worry about that at all. Yes. Uh, the full food and wine festival menu has been announced and Nancy is angry. I'm very, very upset. This is, this is unconscionable. They have removed the beef bourguignon from France and I'm going to go to France and pick it until they bring it back. I'm sure they will. They won't because they have something else. And I don't know what it is, but it's like beer battered or beer something beef with mashed potatoes, which is similar to what they had before, but it's not the same. Let's see. I'm looking at it now. All I know is that they still have the Grand Marnier slush. So I don't have to really get upset and make a revolution. Let's see. It is the carbonade de beef. Pure. So beer braised beef with bacon, onion, and mashed potatoes. It's not the same. <laughs> well, uh, more importantly, let's see if they fixed Italy's menu this year. No. They still haven't? No. Why did they take the ravioli out? It was so good. I don't know. I don't. What do they have? Make uh, me upset. Crisp Crispy shrimp, zucchini, and sweet potatoes with a spicy sauce. No. Braised chicken thigh, mushrooms, tomatoes, and Parmesan polenta. No. A vodka sauce rigatoni. Okay. Uh, with crispy pancetta and Parmesan cheese. <sighs> All right. And a cannoli filled with sweet ricotta. How do they not have ravioli? Uh, they used to have the ravioli and the chicken Parmesan, and it was really good. I guess I'll just have to stick to it with the filet mignon. <laughs> Ugh. Over at Canada, they're still doing that. They better. Let's see. Uh, ooh, they've got a loaded mac and cheese back this year. I am very excited for that. That's a great dish. Um, Just give me the Grand Marnier slush. Just give, put one in my hand and keep it there. <laughs> Just keep them coming. Yes. I will pass out in 10 minutes. Uh, yes, yeah, so the full food and wine menu is up. For your perusal, if you're coming between uh, September and mid-November, you absolutely should go check out Epcot's Food and Wine Festival. Yes. Uh, the first starship has landed at Galaxy's Edge, Nancy. Has it? Really? It has. I don't remember seeing it. Uh, there is a picture uh, in that link you oh. can look at. Okay. Um, we were actually uh, over at Studios uh, two weeks ago. Mm. And wow, there is a... Construction is going into overdrive. Oh right, I Galaxy's do remember Edge. seeing that Finn, not Finn Finn. Not yeah, not Finn the character. 
a spaceship fin. Yes. yes, I remember that now. Um, yeah, construction there has gone super vertical, yeah. and it is they're moving at breakneck pace. Yeah, um, it's the buildings are so big. Like and you you didn't you didn't really get a sense for the scale until you're standing in the new Toy Story Land and just looking over mm-hmm. the construction walls and you realize holy cow this expansion is massive yeah can we talk about the aerial photos next since we that's sure, related we sure can talk about the aerial photos next uh yeah there are some new aerial photos from the Galaxy's Edge expansion and at Disneyland at Disneyland and. Uh, wow. Those, those building structures are enormous. Yeah. And apparently we found out mm-hmm. that, uh, from a, from a, from a friend of ours, um, who we were fortunate enough to meet up with last week, uh, over at Jock Lindsay's, uh, that, um, the, uh, the Disney World expansion is a little bigger than the Disneyland expansion. Probably. I mean, it makes sense. There's more space. Yeah, yeah. But the the thing I was most interested in is that they the the reason they they build the buildings first and so fast because that's where the rides are and they need to yeah. a much longer time to test them. So they basically like are more focused on okay, get the buildings up so we can build the rides inside of them and then do all the outside stuff. Yeah, and this isn't unique to Galaxy's Edge. Anytime that's how they uh, yeah. Anytime Disney builds a new ride. It's down to the wire yeah. to get the rides operational. Yeah. So, like, all the stuff in Pandora, like, they built the, like, the ride areas first, and then they focused on, like, the floating mountains and the every everything else in yeah. the land. And, and apparently, once the ride buildings are finished, <laughs> everything else just goes up in a hurry. Yeah. Um. Which explains how Galaxy's Edge here just seemed to explode overnight. Yeah, I'm guessing that um, I'm guessing a couple months ago they finished the ride or the ride building structure, and then that just freed up all of their construction folks to go yeah. hog wild on everything else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these photos are incredible. Yeah, they're they're really really big. It's going to be interesting to see how they block it out off from the rest of the parks. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when you're in Pandora, you can't really see anything else in Animal Kingdom because of the way the the all the foliage is and um, the way they have it built up on the sides, like the rocks and everything. And it, you know, you can't really you can't really see other areas, which adds to the whole like immersion of it. And the same thing in Diagon Alley, you can't see any place else in Universal Studios because the buildings, like you're inside the buildings, yeah, or not inside the buildings, but you're in the alley. So. Well, and I think we've gotten a little glimpse of part of it over at Hollywood Studios, where um, the. Uh, because of Toy Story Land now opening up, the entrance for um, uh, uh, what's the ride? Midway Mania. Yes, uh, that is on a completely different, different side. side of the ride now. Yeah. Um. So and uh, the old path, the old uh, street passage, passage uh, you'd used to you used to use to get to the ride. That's blocked off now. Yeah. Um. So it may be that's going to be the primary funnel 
into uh, Galaxy's Edge. Well, because there's also the other, uh, the, uh, that whole archway near um, Tatooine Traders. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be the main entrance because it's right near Star Tours. Yeah. So that might be, I don't know what they're going to do with that area. uh, I don't know if they're going to do any retheming there because it's, it's still just weird where Star Tours is. Yeah. And then there's Galaxy's Edge, which is just over there. But between Star Tours and Galaxy's Edge, you've got the entire Muppet Pavilion. Yeah. You've got... Um, they just need to pick up Star Tours and move it into that the Pixar place alley. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> I mean, uh, they obviously can't, but... Um, right. Like, is there anything they can do with the pathways there okay. to kind of make it more immersive? Because, I mean, it would nece- necessitate retheming um, some of the buildings uh, outside of Galaxy's Edge and yeah. somehow cordoning off uh, yeah, Muppet Place and making it just, less visible. They just built that tap house right next to it. So it's like weird. Like, how are they? I don't know. It'll It'll be interesting to see how they connect everything. I don't even know if you can. Yeah, it'll it, yeah, it'll be interesting. <laughs> like, could you engineer some sort of underground tunnel that's an alternate exit? Oh god, from uh, from Star Tours. I don't know, but it's weird. I mean, not as weird as what they're dealing with over at Disneyland, yeah. in which Star Tours is in Tomorrowland, and Galaxy's Edge is at the complete other side of the park. Yeah, yeah. 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 No idea. Um, let's see here. Disney patent. And one of my favorite things to do on this show is uh, explore various Disney things or patents Disney has um, filed for. Um, there's a Disney patent uh, where Disney is working on what kind of is described as a quote unquote moving floor technology and uh the idea from this is apparently to give more immersion in virtual reality uh environments so the patent sort of suggests using a vibration technology that uh more or less creates friction to the user's feet um that can influence the direction of where the user walks uh so it's I don't know if I like that. <laughs> Weirds you out a little bit? Yeah, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's one of the weirder ones I've seen. Yeah. Um, but hey, let's talk about food. Okay. I like food. And you know what else I like? I like barbecue. I really like Four Rivers, which is a barbecue place out here. Yes. Four Rivers is opening a food truck at Disney Springs, and I am very excited. But what's interesting, it's not like their regular food. It's like themed food. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a, it looks like it has kind of a really Mexican influence. Yeah. Um, so barbacoa style menu with dishes that include taco cones and burrito bowls. I'm here for that. Eh, I'd rather just have the meat. I know. I know. Um, but yes, I will definitely be trying that. Uh, hey, back on to the subject of Disney patents. Mm -hmm. Uh, they have patented, uh, filed a patent for a tech that will randomly generate content based on user actions. So this is one that may have more Galaxy's Edge um, uh, influence here. Yes. Um, So this patent um, 
points towards some tech that randomly generates content for users based on things they do uh, in the park um, and, and interact with. Uh, so this is this may be related to that um, narrative design posting that uh, Disney had a little while ago uh, where they were looking for just a narrative designer. Um, but uh, this this also plays into a lot of the rumored stuff where we're hearing about and what uh, other imaginers have suggested that um, Galaxy's Edge is going to be a v- not just an immersive experience, but an interactive experience. So like an RPG and r- sort of real life thing. LARPing. Yes. You'll be LARPing. I, I mean, it was always my plan to go LARPing at Galaxy's Edge, but apparently they're just cooking it into the park now. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> won't it, though? Won't it? Yes. Um, and uh, finally, uh, this one's a little bit of a bummer, at least temporarily. Um, Is it, though? <laughs> well, a little bit. Um, we all know the Tron Coaster is coming to Magic Kingdom. I am very excited about the Tron Coaster. Uh, Unfortunately, the Tron Coaster is going to necessitate uh, Tomorrowland Speedway and the Walt Disney World Railroad shutting down Mm -hmm. for a little while. Um, The Walt Disney World Railroad is probably going to be shut down for a couple of years. Uh, And with it not running, what they have decided is that they're going to park the train um at or at the uh at the main not terminal what do you call that train main station oh yeah the train station um and it's going to be open for guests to explore the train and uh while it's parked there um but uh, the more drastic thing that's happening is tomorrowland speedway is shutting down because the track needs to be redesigned to make room for the Tron coaster. They should just get rid of it. it. Takes up too much space and it's smelly and not Tomorrowlandish anymore. Oh, but Walt's vision, Nancy. Is it though? Is it really though? <laughs> Walt's vision was to always have Disney World constantly changing so it would always be different for people and to update with the times. And the only th- the only good thing about the speedway is that kids get to drive yep that's it so these closures uh will be happening in december of this year yeah so go ride those things now so here's a question for you Mm -hmm. the tron light cycle ride is based on a roller coaster that's in shanghai Shanghai Disney. disney yeah okay they should change it for here because Look at the picture on that block and tell me what that reminds you of. That looks like a speeder bike. More generally, when we go in Flight of Passage, that's basically how we sit. Oh, a banshee. On on the link chair. Mm -hmm. So instead of it being a roller coaster where you sit down... And it's like you're a light on a light cycle. You should actually be on a light cycle when they zoom you around. That is what it is, though. Is it, though? Yeah, that's a light cycle coaster. But the picture doesn't look like that. Like, see the, the picture of the ride? It's like a, it's like a roller coaster ride. Yeah, it's a, it's a roller coaster ride. Right. But, but it you're is... not sitting in that position is what I mean. No, you are. You are. How does that work? 
work. I, you can't. It doesn't. That's look like that's it. the ride vehicle. You are. It's very much like a cycle. I need a picture of the ride vehicle. Yeah, go go look that up. Um, it's well when the pan, when uh, flight of passage opened, the comparison for the ride vehicle for flight of passage was the Tron coaster really? in Shanghai Disney. Oh, okay. It doesn't look like it though. It's sort of, I guess, but. Oh, I guess. Yeah, it's 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 a cycle type seat. Okay, boy. So you're sitting here. So see, you're sitting down. If you okay, if you don't want to lean forward, there's there's upright seat, regular upright seats in the back. Is what it? Okay, so yeah, there's so different seats. That's confusing. It, it is, but, um, I mean, it's it's options for people, which is good, but uh, the main ride vehicles are designed to be kind oh. of like a cycle. Okay, I, okay, this is a better picture. This is a better picture of what it looks like. Okay, I see it now. Yeah, so that, that make more sense there? Yes. Okay. Hooray, we learned something new today. <laughs> All right. So, Nancy, I've got a brief little discussion topic for you. For me? Just for me, personally? Or for both of us? For both of us. For all of our (laughs) listeners who might be planning a one to two week trip out to Disney. Okay. How do you survive a one to two week trip out to Disney? It sounds like fun and games, right? You you don't. (laughs) It, It sounds like fun and games until you realize, wow, you do a lot of walking at Disney and it's frequently hot in Florida. Who knew? Yeah, specifically how to survive a trip to Disney in the summer, because that's when a lot of families can go because of school. But, you know, it's also it, it's also hot through early parts of October here. It's hot pretty much from May to November here. Mm-hmm. Really April. Yeah, April to early November. It's going to be hot. Yeah. So it's not a great idea to just open and close parks every day no for two weeks that will lead to meltdowns both for parents and children and boy i've seen some parental meltdowns yes uh so what you want to do is you know you don't have to plan every minute of your vacation i know yourself some room for spontaneity yes but you should plan it, have at least a vague plan of what you want to do, uh, what parks you want to go to on which day, what attractions are the most important for you to see, and specifically what morning and nighttime things are the most important for you to see. Because, you know, they have the nighttime shows. I do recommend seeing all of them at least once. Um, so you'll want to... You'll want to plan for at least for late nights at probably at least all of the parks. And then, you know, what we said before, if you if there is a in demand ride that you can't get a fast pass for, that's the time to get in line is right at the park close or you do rope drop. Yep. Um, So I would say for for something like Pandora rope drop get there an hour before the park opens, you can do both uh, Flight of Passage and River Journey in, like, by, like, 8.30, if the park opens at 8 or 9.30, if the park opens at 9. Um, you can also hop in line for Flight of Passage when the park closes. Um, same with Mine Train. Um, 
Also, there are some options to get around that. If you go to Magic Kingdom, you can book a breakfast at Be Our Guest, which will get you in the park earlier and get you into Fantasyland earlier. So go on YouTube, look up rope drop strategies for the various parks. Um, you'll be, yes, you'll have to get up early on those days, but then when you're done, you can go back to your hotel and take a nap or go in the pool and then come back to the parks for dinner and nighttime shows and be nice and refreshed. I The midday break is a strategy that everyone should use, but no one does. Yes, because um, and it's understandable because people spend a lot of money to come to Disney and they want to get their money's worth. But you're not going to get your money's worth if you're hot and miserable. If you burn out on day three because you've just been going nonstop mm-hmm. in the 90 degree heat, which has a real feel of 110. Yes. You're going to burn out. Another option is if you're buying, say, a, a 10 day ticket and you're coming for a two week trip, you go to the parks for 10 days, build in rest days. On the other days, you're not going to the parks. Mm -hmm. So, like, you can do a half day at the resort and then go to Disney Springs. Or a half day at the resort. If you've got a rental car, head out to Daytona or Space Coast and go to the beach. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of options, Um, you know, or, or, you know, if you're coming for a shorter trip, if you're going for a week, only plan to do the parks five days, you know, or six days. Mm Mm-hmm. Take a take a rest day and just stay at the resort. And, you know, even a rest day doesn't necessarily mean doing nothing because going around and touring the different hotels is a lot of fun. You like know? you can you you can easily spend two or three hours just doing the resort monorail, monorail loop. loop. Yeah. At Magic Kingdom. Um, going to the boardwalk at near Epcot, a lot of people don't know about the boardwalk, and the boardwalk is really nice. And you can get a dinner, you can have a nice dinner there, you can walk around the boardwalk, um, and it's, you know, makes for a nice relaxing evening, because it's not very crowded like Disney Springs is. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and also speaking of Disney Springs, a couple hours there, there's a lot of stuff to do, a lot of places to eat. Yes. Um, But, yeah, Cook in rest days. Mm-hmm. Um, getting a day where you're just not doing 30,000 steps a day yeah. in the heat and, is a good idea. And if you do go to the parks from open to close, um, build in sit-down din- sit meals. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they're more expensive. If you're staying at the resort, sometimes you can get free dining, which helps but um, build in at least one table service meal because you get to sit down and you get to be in air conditioning. Mm-hmm. And both of those things are very, very good. Now, even if you're doing all that, if you're at the parks, you need some strategies on how to get out of the sun yes. and the heat. Take advantage of lesser done attractions. Like if you're over at Epcot, um, there's... Impressions of France. Mm-hmm. Impressions <laughs> of France. Uh, over at... Uh, over at the land, there's living with the land. Yes, um, which is a great Boat way ride. to spend twenty minutes. Yep. Spaceship Earth. Mm-hmm. 
sit down mm -hmm. uh, and spaceship earth so when you go to epcot don't go to spaceship earth right away because everyone's everyone going to spaceship earth right wait away. until later in the day you can get on spaceship earth at the end of the day in like five minutes um or even midday yeah like one to three o'clock everyone's yeah. already dispersed into the park They're yeah. not, and the problem with spaceship earth is is it's literally the, the first, first thing, thing you get to uh and everyone just for some reason goes right into that line and at the beginning of the day that line will shoot up to 45 minutes yeah. to an hour yeah go at one or two o'clock and the line is only 15 minutes yeah um yeah take advantage of all of the shows in world showcase impressions of france i love because of the music but also because it has seats mm -hmm. um the circle vision movies like in china in canada, and canada. in canada you have to stand but it is nice to get out of this out of the uh out of the heat um it is very um sort of jingoistic and xenophobic but the american adventure is 30 something minutes sort of air of. conditioning it is it's but it definitely but it's 30 something minutes of air conditioning and i can't go in hall of presidents anymore so it'll have to do <laughs> <laughs> yes um Met the Mexico Pavilion yes. is a nice place to just duck inside and get some air conditioning for a while. I mean, yes. I have another ride there that's kind of small world racist light, but... But you're in a boat ride and it's, you know, air conditioned. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sadly, um, uh, uh, what was the ride in Norway? Maelstrom. Maelstrom is no longer there. That used to be a nice, yes, quick way to... Now it's get out not. of the sun. Now it is very much the opposite of a quick anything. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, Animal Kingdom has two live shows. Uh, Festival of the Lion King, which is, I highly recommend. Um, seats aren't the most comfortable, but you have seats. Mm -hmm. um, I have never done the Nemo show but that's also inside. Do they have regular seats or bleacher seats? Regular seats. Okay, so regular seats. There you go. Um, the problem with Animal Kingdom is it's really hard it's to hard get out to of the sun there. And that's the a park where you want to cook get in out. some let's head back to the hotel yeah, time. Yeah, but those those shows, definitely check those out. They're inside. Um, Dinosaur is inside and most of the queue is inside. And usually so. has a fairly short posted wait. Yeah. Um, I mean... Flight of Passage, if you want to burn a couple hours in the middle of the day, you're you, once you get inside. Problem is, it can take it about an hour to get to inside. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is true. Um, but yeah, a lot of the a lot of the stuff in um, in uh, Animal Kingdom is outside. There is Cali River Rapids, which will mm -hmm. which will cool you down. But a lot of people go on that ride. Uh, Hollywood Studios has the uh, Path of the Jedi movie which is only during the like i think from 10 to 6 so it's um you know it's not all day which is stupid but it's my favorite movie because it's all about luke and it's wonderful uh the launch pad movie and it's inside the the rest of the exhibits are inside so that's nice uh the frozen show frozen sing-along mm -hmm. and then there's also uh d23's um walt disney exhibition yeah um the little mermaid show which i i think i've seen once but it you sit down in it and it's inside uh trying to think of what else are inside i mean you're outside but um 
Indiana Jones, you at least get to sit down. And because of like, it's so ventilated. That yeah, they're gigantic overhead fans. Yeah. So it's never, it's never uncomfortable yeah. there. Um, oh, um, Muppet 3D. Yeah. Muppet Vision 3D. Muppet Vision Always 3D. has a short line. You sit down. It's a fun, cute show. Uh, anything else we're missing from there that you sit down? I mean, and- if you're looking for a drink, uh, there's often seating space inside at the tap house. Yeah, it's yeah. There's not a lot of space in there, so you gotta you gotta wait wait it out. Yeah, they do have a shaded outdoor patio area yes. as well, though. I'm trying to think of what else are inside. Well, I mean, we've pretty much named the entire park. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then Magic Kingdom. Which has the most attractions. Uh, as I said before, sadly, I uh, do cannot go in the Hall of Presidents anymore. Uh, however, um, you can go in there if you want to take a nap. Or um, you can just get a seat at the end and leave before they do the current president's speech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or uh, the people mover is a great way to just get some air. Yes. You're outside, but you are sitting down. Uh, uh, Enchanted Tiki the Room. The Enchanted Tiki Room, which is my favorite air conditioning location. Uh, it's great. I love it. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Mickey's Magic. Mickey's Magic, another show, movie type thing. Uh, the Laugh Floor. Yes. Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Laugh Floor is great. Um Carousel Progress, which takes too long. And it's is, a great big beautiful tomorrow. It's really Nancy. obnoxious, but it's sitting down in air conditioning, so I approve of that. Um Space Mountain, at least you're inside. You'll have a long line, but it's inside and you're standing up. Mm-hmm. Um trying to think of what else do we just duck into. Um We've named most of them. Yeah. Haunted Mansion, if once you get inside. But it is a long it way a to long get inside. Way to get inside. Uh, Splash Mountain, obviously, is the best way to cool off. But again, get a fast pass. Yeah. But <laughs> surprisingly, a lot of Splash Mountain's queue is inside yeah. and air conditioned. Yeah. It's good. Um, oh, Pirates. Oh, yes. Pirates. Yeah. Most of the, um, I mean, there. if it's a long line, you'll be outside, but it's covered. And then once you get inside, it's it's very dark and feels a little cooler in there um what else i think those are the main ones um like we said sit down at have like get a sit down restaurant um be our guest is a good one if you can get it because it's not as expensive um the buffets are always the 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 character buffets are always good because you get the characters out Mm -hmm. um and it's a set price so you can like eat all you want (laughs) which is good after being on your feet all day (laughs) um trying to think of what what are our favorite restaurants Uh, epcot beer garden beer garden um Rose and Crown. Rose and Crown is a nice cheaper one. Uh, cheaper-ish. Yeah. Um, then there's also the Character Buffet. Garden Grill. Garden Grill. Um, and the the uh, Sunshine Seasons in the Land is a quick service, but they have a lot of different options. Uh, the Bakery in France, which has good sandwiches and bread, <laughs> which I just go and buy bread. Mm-hmm. Um, we, don't re- we haven't really done a lot of table service at magic kingdom so we're not really good there but um 
I always like Columbia Harbor House. Yeah, that is inside. It's air conditioned. Yeah. The food's really good, too. Yeah. Uh, it's not too heavy. And you'd... Also, if you don't have a dining plan and you're planning to do table service or do quick service, um, download mobile ordering. Yeah, download the app and you can mobile order from a lot of places. Uh, oh, we didn't mention um, Satuli Canteen in Pandora. Um, is the quick service restaurant there. And, and it's, it's really it's good. It's really good. They have bowls uh, and you can like customize them. So it's not like typical theme park food where you feel terrible about yourself afterwards. And you're inside. Even mm-hmm. the outside area is, has fans. So yeah. it's not that bad. Uh, Tusker House over at Animal Kingdom is another uh Good character, character buffet. buffet. Yeah. Uh, we took my mom there for her birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done it a couple times. They do both a breakfast and a dinner menu. Yeah. And we've done both and really enjoyed both. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's most of our tips. Oh, you can get um, ice water uh, from any quick service location. If you just go and say, I'd like a cup of ice water or a cup of ice, um, they'll give you a, a small cup for free um and i usually get some ice and then put it in my water bottle that i then fill up with regular water and so it keeps it nice and cold um if you can get some of those like neck um cloths where you wet them and you put them around your neck um you look dumb but you'll feel a lot better about your- you feel a lot better and won't pass out um Drink a lot of water. Drink a lot more water than you normally would um, because you will get heat exhaustion. You will migraine out. You will migraine out. Um, Yeah. Like the amount of water you normally drink during a day, double double it it, at least, at least. Um, And and drink water. Um, A lot of times I'll drink Coke if I know I'm going to be there a lot because I need the caffeine. But make sure you're drinking water all throughout the day. And put, may also, you may also want to consider the Gatorade yes. options. And put on sunblock, please. Mm-hmm. Please put on sunblock, especially if you're from a place where you don't get a lot of sun. Um, you know, it's very easy to spot tourists who come from places that don't get a lot of sun, like the British tourists, and because you need, they're bright pink. You need to put it on more than just in the morning. Yes. You, you'll apply, you need in, to apply it Put it in before you leave for the day. Put it in your hotel room before you leave for the day. Put it on again in the afternoon and again in the mid-afternoon. Also, bug spray. Bring it, put it on in the morning, put it on again at night. Because while you're waiting for the fireworks shows, you're going to get bit by mosquitoes yep. and... While we don't have Zika here, it's annoying to get mosquito bites. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've got some questions from listeners. Well, yes, we, we, we've given you our tips for surviving out uh, mm-hmm. at the parks when it's super hot out. Um, but Brian Novicki asks us, is Toy Story Land any good or is it mostly for kids and families? We dropped by and it's fine. It's mostly for kids and families. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not very big. Uh, mm. there's the slinky dog coaster, which looks fun. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's just sort of there, which yeah. it's, it is what it is. Um, rock or Mike asks us, does Walt Disney world have secret bathrooms? Like the Disneyland resort Disneyland has secret bathrooms. Yeah. I have to Google this now. I know. Disneyland I mean, there are secret. some, there are bathrooms that are 
lesser um lesser traveled and are very big um don't use the bathrooms by the canada pavilion in um epcot because they're small and the line gets super long go to england their bathrooms are bigger there's also bathrooms um by the international gateway that are usually not occupied also the bathrooms by the odyssey restaurant which is the one that's not used at epcot those are big and those are usually empty the bathrooms in magic apparently i know a lot about bathrooms at disney world <laughs> subject matter expert the bathrooms in magic kingdom by the uh the train depot like right where you come in on the on right where you enter the park on the left those are big and usually you don't have to wait um there's bathrooms by tomorrowland um by the tomorrowland terrace which are usually empty because that's not never ever used um, yeah you know it's a bad day at the parks when the tomorrowland terrace restaurant is open yes um the tangled bathrooms are busy but they're pretty um and trying to think uh there so avatar and pandora they have bathrooms by the canteen um, but, and they also have bathrooms by the Navi River Journey, which I didn't realize they had those bathrooms. So, um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, those are all the bathrooms I know. <laughs> uh, Allie Martin asks, will we go get her more buttermint tea? Uh, sure. Is, is she asking us like, at just no, she a responded to question? my Twitter question. <laughs> I know, but I mean, like, is this a specific request or a question? We'll ask her later. Yeah. Uh, And last question. Robert asks, how will Disneyland make Galaxy's Edge immersive without the Magic Band? So we don't know for sure how much the Magic Bands are going to play into Galaxy's Edge at the Disney World Resort. My suspicion is they'll play in heavily. Yeah. Um, How they'll do that without, I'm not sure. Um, Yeah, so not, not sure there. Okay, I think that's going to wrap it up for we, us. We, oh, we got the question. We, yeah, we, we went through we, the secret bathrooms. Yes, okay. yes, we talked all about the secret bathrooms. Um, yeah, so I think that's going to wrap it up for us this month. Uh, we'll be back next month. Not sure what we're talking about yet, but we'll figure something out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, this episode of The Mouse Droid has been brought to you in part by you, our Patreon subscribers. $1 level gets you into our Patreon-exclusive Slack team. Uh, that's patreon.com slash Tashi Station. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter with Mouse Droid Show. Uh, you can follow uh, me with Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. Uh, you can follow Nancy with Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. And you can follow the network as a whole uh with the handle at tashi station uh the mouse droid is part of the tashi station podcast network we're available on itunes and google play and stitcher uh so subscribe there leave a review if you like the show you can also subscribe uh to the tashi station network mega feed um which includes all of our shows at all of those same touch points uh thanks for listening again and we'll catch you all next time so long yay bye Mousetroid is a Tashi Station Network production. For more information and to hear more of our great shows, visit Tashi-Station.net.